When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network, if you dare. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 155, On the Move. So what exactly do we know about these two? The one called Hank is most definitely a honkin'. We've been able to tie him to an attempted bombing in Stockholm. Yes, the Cockner Stornet Tower. I was briefed about that. You think he's planning something similar here? We don't think so. There have been two attempts to destroy the Stip units here. In their investigation, Kate and Barnes found a map highlighting Stip locations along the eastern seaboard. Hank has strong ties to that gang. What about the other suspect? Is he tied to the same gang? Yes, he was identified by Agent Hawk as one of her kidnappers in Stockholm. We think Louie was the demo expert brought in by Wong to blow the tower. There's a strong possibility he was part of the Johannesburg bombing attempt. That was headed by Dmitry Karloff, my abductor. Their operation was purely espionage. The tower was rigged with explosives in case their spying relay was discovered. Dimitri's assistant escaped. Do you think it's possible that this Louis is an explosives expert, since he may have been at both locations? That's what we think. Does Kate still have eyes on them? Let's check. Kate, you copy? This is Kate. Hey, I'm here with Agent Simon and his partner Jameson. We're about five minutes out. Do you still have eyes on Hank and Louis? Yes. They're passing one of our street cams, heading for its parking. Agent Simon, I look forward to meeting you and your partner. Well, I've heard a lot about you, Kate Talk. We're looking forward to working with you, too. Is the tracker still active? Yes, I'm sending you the access code. Robert should have equipped your vehicle with the receiver. Yes, he did. Simon, could you enter this code, please? Certainly. This is the same model I used in Johannesburg. I heard that's how you captured Dimitri Karloff. That's partly true. I had placed the tracker under the fender of his vintage Indian motorcycle. It was discovered when he had the strut repaired. We were able to track down the shop that worked on it. Hopefully Hank won't discover ours. It's down in a side pocket. So far it's still operational. Looks like they've reached the car. We have it on screen now. Alright, we can take it from here. Notify Jim that we will be tracking them. He may want to join the hunt. He's meeting with Kelly and Daddy at Hawk Haven. 
Just keep me updated and I will let Jim know what's going on. It looks like they are on the move. Do you have our GPS signal? Yes, I'll be able to monitor both of you. Be careful. We got this. Nelson out. So she can follow us too? Yes. Agent Simon, zoom out a bit. Ah, uh, yes. There we are. I'm going to stop right here at the post office until we can determine the general direction they're headed. I imagine that this is a rather noisy post office. The airport's taxiway is just across the road. Would you believe that there is a recording studio just off the end of the runway? They must have some very good soundproofing. What's this in front of us? That's Middle River Aircraft Systems. They mainly design, develop, test, and build jet engines. This must be a really noisy neighborhood. Okay, got them eastbound, now on Pulaski Highway. If they kept straight, they'd end up in Aberdeen. You have an Aberdeen too? They would drive right through Nottingham to get there. Now, if we get over to the eastern shore where Kate is from, you go through Queenstown, past Sherwood, Oxford, Easton, then Cambridge. Couldn't you Yanks come up with your own names? Think of it, Jameson. This is, after all, Maryland. Kate, any idea why they're eastbound on 40? I can only think of one reason. Wildwood Beach. I think you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if they were heading for that restaurant. I'm going to position us at the 702 intersection a couple of miles south from the 702 Route 40 turnoff. If they turn down 702, then we'll move ahead and position ourselves at the restaurant. I think that's a good plan. If you waited at the post office for them to make the turn off 40, you'd get there at the same time. You still have both of us on screen? That's affirmative. You're on your own from here. Call if you need any kind of backup. Copy that. How far is this intersection? About four miles. Less than seven miles from here is a restaurant where Jim's client, Claire, met with Hank. Mmm, a restaurant. <laughs> Sounds like you might need me for some undercover work. Our two suspects are on the move. On foot? They were. Now they're eastbound on 40. Eastbound? Well, if they're leaving the city, can only, uh, I can only think of one place. I think we're on the same page. Are you still with Daddy and Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Hey, guys, it's Kate on the line. Okay, looks like our suspects are on the move. Go ahead, Kate. A few minutes ago, Hank and Louie came out of the pawn shop. I alerted Nelson. He was at Stip headquarters welcoming agents Simon and Jameson, so I called him. Our friends from MI6. I take it they went in pursuit. They are presently in the parking lot of the post office by St. Martin's Airport. We're waiting to see if they continue eastbound. You know where they're going. Our lunch spot? The Island View restaurant? That's what I'm thinking, but why go back there? Maybe they'll like the food. That's a bit out of the way for crab cakes. Think they're meeting someone there, or is it just a safe place for them? We're going to get our answers soon enough. They just turned down Highway 702. Nelson and them are on the move. Shoot time! I gotta tell you, for a government-run chow hall, this place isn't half bad. They call it a dining facility now, Cap. Chow Hall or Mess Hall went by the wayside a long time ago. 
Well, it was a long time ago when I was in boots. But you're wearing boots now, and rather fashionable ones at that. It's an expression we used in the military. Recruiters would say, putting bodies in boots. So you're also ex-military. Well, that explains why you were so calm under fire. I don't know if I'd call it calm, but I've been in firefights before. So you were IDF? No, I was part of the medical corps, um, my planet's army. I studied all the bugs that could kill you. They had some huge ones on Galaza. Not those kind of bugs. The kind you can't see. So how did you get here with a ship running cargo? I separated from the service and came to Boldabar as a civilian hire. I worked mostly in the customs department, scanning ships for contamination. The long-haul cargo business suited me. So I bought a small transport and set up shop. Yeah, eventually she got a lot of work and over the years built up enough capital to buy the Ulysses. I was looking to stay in the cockpit after leaving the IDF Space Force, so she hired me. So, Nate, what brought you to Galaza? I assisted Major Witt and Agent Barnes in tracking down Wi-Fi and Lister. Rage had taken over the planet for mining. That's when they were building some huge weapon of mass destruction. Yes, I recall. That's where Wi-Fi double-crossed Lister and left him for the IDF. Well, that's our story, Jaffra. Now, what about you? Contrary to the story I've been telling about me being a former seeker, I've always been a bounty hunter. Following the Galactic War, there was enough business to keep me occupied for my entire career. Then I propose a toast. Here's to success in the future. Cheers! Cheers. Hey, Nate, what's all the celebration? Lynn, great to see you. We just completed a successful mission. Are you the ones who captured Wi-Fi and Lister? We're the ones. Everybody, this is Lynn, director of housing here at Boldabar Base. Oh, you're the one who pretty much solved the case of the rage plants. The very ones who helped in stealing my ship. Oh, I don't know if you could say I solved it. Well, the way I heard it, without your keen observation, those embedded rage soldiers would never have been discovered. I'm sure Agent Barnes was very grateful for your help. Jim? Oh, Jim, is it? I heard he wants you to come to 310 and join his detective agency. What? <laughs> Don't listen to her. Jim's fine. And yes, he does have a detective agency from what I've heard. Well, I have to get back to work. It was nice meeting all of you. See ya. All right. Bye. Take care. Well, she seemed nice. Yeah, if it wasn't for her double-checking personnel records, we never would have ID'd those mercenary soldiers posing as IDF security. And you probably would not have gotten your ship back. Well, luckily you did. Otherwise, we'd probably still be in the jungles of Death River. I want to thank everyone for their assistance. I meet with the controller tomorrow. Would you two care to join me? I believe you also have some IDF compensation, Jew. Sounds like a plan. What time can we meet? Meet me at 8. IDF standard time in the lobby of Baldibar headquarters. Sounds good. You gonna bring the big bag cap? What bag? The one for all the monetary units we're getting. Here's to the big bag. To, to the, the big, big bag! Oh! I gotta say, those were some nice fat jimmies. And the best part about cleaning up after eating crabs, you just roll up the pickings in the newspaper you ate them on, and then toss them. Except for a day like today, just toss them in the air, let the wind carry them off. Well, just don't let them sit around too long. I don't know which is worse, old crabs or old chicken. Well, with these, you get the worst of both worlds. They were cut on chicken necks. (laughs) 
When you consider what these creatures eat, it's a wonder we ever discovered how delicious they are. Well, so back to the matter at hand. Why do you think these two are headed back to the island grove? Well, let's consider the obvious. It's out of the way, but not too far from the city. It's familiar to Hank, and of course, they have good food. What I'm worried about, is it because something spooked them, like you or Nelson going in and asking questions? I didn't sense any discomfort when we were talking. And uh, as for Nelson, I told Louie I'd send some of my cosplaying friends to see him. Plus, Nelson had one of his mock gods. Well, hopefully he will be able to gather some intel. He won't be able to go into the restaurant if that's where they're headed, though. Louie knows him. It would have to be one of the Brits. You think they could handle it? I'm pretty sure. After all, they're trained spies. What a first case for you, James. It starts out as a simple harassment case, and now you have IDF, Homeland Security, and MI6 all working on it. Well, to the outside world, it's still my case, but in reality, it's a matter of both national and galactic security. As long as we can stay out of each other's way and share all the info, I think we'll be good. Sure. Homeland... MI6, local law enforcement, the IDF, you. I'm sure there won't be any conflict. I give it two days tops before the fur starts flying. Unfortunately, Kelly, I feel the same way, but uh, I'm going to at least give it a chance. Because of all the different tie-ins, I have a sneaking suspicion that this whole thing could go in multiple directions. Yeah, you got uh, Hank tied in with Quo and Louie tied in with Johannesburg and both connected to Wei Wong in Stockholm. And they might just be the tip of the iceberg. Hey, Dad, I was wondering what was taking you so long. Everything okay? Everything is great. I have something to tell you both. <laughs> okay, don't tell me. You really like dipping your crab meat in hot butter and not cold vinegar. No, no. you can keep the butter for the lobsters. Well, then what is it? I am officially retired, but I'm still working. It's time for me to take a sabbatical. And just where is this sabbatical taking place? All over the world. I just got off the phone with my travel agent. Everything is set. I'll be leaving tomorrow. Now this, I know, is sudden notice. Sudden? You're leaving tomorrow in the middle of a case? Yeah, I think that's kind of sudden. Where exactly are you going and why? As you well know, traveling through that portal in 42, I lost over 50 years of world history. There are still a lot of buddies hanging on from the Second World War in Korea. Time is running out. I want to see them before it's too late. You guys don't need me on this case. You've got half of the world's agencies on it. You know, I, I think that's great, Horse, but think about it. You're kind of young to have been in those wars. Won't your buddies be totally confused? I look a whole lot like my own father. Well, I'll vouch for that. As far as they're concerned, I'm Horace Hawk Jr., meeting the buddies of my old man who passed last year, something like that. Okay, I'm glad you're doing this. I forget sometimes that you missed 57 years of life when you were sent to the event horizon. Okay, I think it's a great idea, Horst. Like you said, there are plenty of people and agencies on this case. I'm going to be gone, but I hope not forgotten. Here it is, the Island View Waterfront Cafe. I'll take it, that's the island over there. That's Hart Miller Island. It was once two islands that were almost eroded. The Army Corps of Engineers used it as a dredge dump site. Today, it's essentially a road around the island with large area of water in the middle. It's a wildlife sanctuary. And I take this area is Hawk Cove. Yes. How appropriate. You two are going to go in and have lunch. Make sure you check your earbuds before you go in. Uh, do you want us to bring you back anything? 
I'm good. I packed lunch just in case. Alright, off you go. Loud and clear. Jameson? Loud and clear also. Perfect. I'll alert you when they arrive. Thank you. Good afternoon. Welcome to Island View Grill. Two? Yes, please. Right this way. <laughs> Here's our menu. Would you like to start with a drink? Yes, that would be lovely. I would like a pot of tea. That would be hot tea. Of course. Are you gentlemen from England? Yes, we are. I rarely get a request for hot tea for lunch. And for you, sir? I'm going to live on the edge and have your home-style lemonade. Okay. Do you need time to order? Actually, I'm ready. So am I. I would like some biscuits for my tea. What kind do you have? We specialize in buttermilk biscuits. Buttermilk? Really? It's a favorite around here. Would you like our house gravy or dark gravy? On biscuits? Ah, <laughs> I was hoping for some jammy dodgers or, or perhaps bourbon cream. Bourbon? Uh, well, our drinks are here on the back of the menu. Yeah, we have a misunderstanding. Here. These are biscuits. Oh, cookies and cakes. Right here, these are American biscuits. Yes, well, I can see the misunderstanding. We call these dumplings or, or scones. Now, this looks nice. I'll have a slice of this. Very well, sorry for the confusion. That's quite all right. And you, sir? No confusion here. Fish and chips, please. We have some nice rockfish or broiled flounder. Fish and chips. Y you know, a bad fish, like, like cod, with chips. We do have a battered fried cod. Oh, that's perfect. Hang on, miss. Do you know what is meant by chips? That's right. You call french fries chips, and chips are crisp. You know, let's make this easy. I'll have what he's having. A hot cup of tea and a slice of cake. Okay, I'll be right back with that. The last thing I expected about coming across the pond was a language barrier. Kate Hawk. Hey, Kate, Jim here. What's the latest there? Nelson, Agent Simon, and Agent Jameson are at the restaurant now. Our two MI6 friends are going in and Nelson will stay in the car. Do they have any way of monitoring what's being said or they just plan on reading lips? Funny you should say that. Jameson's a well-accomplished lip reader. Hopefully he'll be able to get something out of this. Hey, I told you I'd call if there was something new. I know, but I want to talk to you about something else. What's up? Everything okay? Has your dad ever talked to you about taking a trip? Not specifically. We've talked about the lost time he had. It was a rough couple of weeks at one point. Now, what do you mean? Was he having some sort of PTSD episode? That's probably as accurate a statement as you can make. Something was really bothering him, like unfinished business. He hasn't had some sort of episode, has he? Well, you know, at first Kelly and I thought so, but 
He was very calm and deliberate when he told us he's setting off on a sabbatical tour to see his old buddies from WW2 in Korea. What? How on earth is he going to do that? Well, by posing as his son, visiting his father's old war buddies, mostly other pilots. He'll know all about him since his father told him war stories about each of them. How does he think he's going to get away with that? He's going to look exactly the same as he did in 42 and 52. Uh, you know, for one thing, he said he looks just like his father, so it'd be reasonable that his son would look just like him. I've only seen one picture of Pop-Pop Thomas, and I admit, Daddy is the spitting image, but he'll be identical. Well, think about it, Kate. It's been about 68 years since he's seen his Korean vets and almost 80 for WW2. He's hoping their advanced age and the fog of time will work in his favor. Well, it is what it is. What's he going to say? Oh, I went to a black hole event horizon and lost 57 years. Uh, whatever happens, I'm sure he's going to have a good time. Here, I think Kelly wants to talk to you. Hey, sis, can you believe it? He's actually going to take that vacation we talked about. I think it's great. I wonder what triggered it. Well, earlier he said that he didn't really feel needed on this case. I think it got him to thinking about his old war buddies. You know, that has to be tough on him. He came from a different era. Can you imagine the cultural shock? I mean, how many times have you heard him say, how can they put that on TV? You're right. Look at the sitcoms. Back then, married couples slept in separate beds. How are you going to manage without your main babysitter? We'll be fine. The kids are old enough to be here alone for short periods. And if anything long-term comes up, Aunt Karen will be happy to fill in. Otherwise, I have friends who can keep an eye out for short periods. So, what's going on at the restaurant? Everything's quiet. They should be getting there any second. I must say, this is quite delicious. This is the kind of stakeout I don't mind. It is rather nice. All right, gentlemen, they're here. We copy. We're in a good position no matter where they sit. It's just the two of them. Jameson, are you in a good position to observe them? I'm sure I'll be able to see at least one of them as they speak. My gut is telling me that they are meeting someone here. Otherwise, why would they go out of their way to meet each other? Really, Jameson? I thought your gut would be telling you to order fish and chips. Oh, here they come. Looks like they're going to a table that's a couple down from us. I should be able to read their lips from here. Good. If you can get anything at all, it should help us. I'm going to contact Kate and let her know that Hank and Louie are there. I'll let you know if anything significant happens. Sounds good. So, any idea why they are dressed like that? Those suits went out of style years ago. According to Nelson, their intelligence gathering on Earth wasn't very good. But with the way fashion changes, they may come back in style. All right. Their waitress just left. Let's see how good your lip reading is. Ma Nu Tuku J Boney. That's total gibberish. I think they are speaking in their native tongue, sir. I can't make any sense of it. Nelson, it seems that they're speaking Hongan to each other. 
I'm afraid we're not going to get anything useful. No, I, I don't believe... Trust me, Agent Nelson. I'm sure of it. No, I, I don't believe you just showed up. It's Claire Wilson. Why is Claire meeting with the Hongans without anyone's knowledge? Will Horace really retire? And what awaits the crews with the controller? Find out the answers to these questions and more in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles Secrets. Today, Americans are afraid of other Americans. They don't have to be. Some Americans hate other Americans, and they shouldn't. Americans are shouting at each other, and it's time to stop. Norman Corwin offers a quiet, informal conversation that reminds us all of how much we have in common. It's called Between Americans, and it's a fascinating banquet of food for thought from the grand master of American radio theater. It's his last message to the country he loved. You can hear the podcast on Monday, February 20th on the Mutual Audio Network's Monday Matinee. Are you tired of the lies, the accusations, and the closed minds? It's time for us to stand on our common ground as we face the future. Listen to this very special podcast and talk about it between Americans. Monday, February 20th, on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs>